Done, right. skis. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Hello, Richard. Do your best to pick the bones Sorry, out. Sorry, Richard. Of that Good luck. <laughs> Hello, podcast listeners. I am Rob McCollum, and this is... Jim Shields, broadcasting live from Leicester again. And uh, welcome happy to the... Happy New Year, uh, everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year, if it is indeed the New Year. So, uh, yeah, so we've got a great podcast that has kind of a theme this time, Rob. I wanted to point that out to you in case you hadn't spotted it. Uh, this seems to be all about partners. We are blessed to have some great interviews with two companies who have partnered with us on the development of new products for Twist and Shout Media. Yeah, I thought that was a great time to talk about this because I think people have a lot of questions about how we come up with the content we come up with, where we get our ideas, and where we choose to focus our energies. Of course, it it all started with restricted intelligence uh, Mm -hmm. and kind of the IT security training just because that was a world we knew a lot about. And had worked a great deal in, but now you know we've expanded that universe, and we're going into new areas. And I think people want to know how how we choose that, and one of the ways is by working with these partners. So I think it's perfect. So yeah, busy, busy year, but it all started earlier this year with with working with Intel on our privacy, privacy, privacy project. And <laughs> uh, so why don't we dive into that discussion I had with Meredith? Perfect. Yeah, let's go. Run VT, as they say. Is that VT vo- voice text? No, v- no, no, it means videotape, but it's kind of a thing they say on telly. I don't know. Oh. Hey, it's Rob McCollum, and we are in Austin, Texas, on the set of our latest privacy edition of Restricted Intelligence. And joining me is one of the people integral in helping create that, Meredith Leach. Meredith is the Communication and Training Manager for the Corporate Privacy Office of Intel Corporation. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So, first of all, why did you want to use the characters that already existed in Restricted Intelligence to tell this story? That's a great question. Um, So, you have an awesome, funny security awareness training program. Oh, stop. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but it lacked some fundamental components for the, the privacy world. And uh, every year, most employees are required to take some type of specific compliance training in privacy. And what we have today or what is out there on the market is quite boring. Um, so watching the security awareness episodes, um, a couple of us thought it would be great to have a similar one that had more privacy, personal information related messages. So you came to us and said, here are some issues that we think, you know, not only is are interesting and, and important to our company, but to a lot of companies that deal with privacy, which is all of them, really. So what was that process like for you? I know on my end, the collaboration is kind of what we do with clients, but what was that like for you? Oh, I I thought it was a great match. Um, So you have, you know, what you guys do uh, best, which is, you know, kind of take a serious topic like privacy, which is a very serious topic, um, and turn it into something humorous that people will enjoy watching. And, you know, the hope is that um, they'll have a behavioral change because that you've grabbed their attention with the humor and uh, they'll learn something from it. So yeah, first was the the issues, the behaviors that you wanted to talk about and reinforce or enforce in people. And then you 
ship those to us and say, here are the things we want to talk about. What are some ways we can make that funny? And then our job was to send you a list of things like, well, it could be this. Is that believable in your corporate environment? And you're like, no, that's not believable. (laughs) No one would do that. But then we got to some things. And in truth, you gave us examples of things that people actually had really done, like problems that actually had happened in the world, you know, not necessarily in your company, but just out there that, that we're like, oh, we can't use that. No one would believe that. No one would actually believe. But it's, it's amazing what people do when they're not thinking. Yes, exactly. And most of the incidents that happen are just from, you know, human behavior. Just either they're unaware or they just do something stupid. So um, you could really take those real-life examples of, you know, when things go wrong and, and demonstrate them. Um, and, and hopefully that person that's watching is going, ooh, I hope that's not me, or <laughs> I've done that before. Um, so that's the intent is really to get their attention. We have new characters that were new to the restricted family. We have Anya, the privacy director in the UK, and now Sarah, the privacy director in the US. Uh, loosely based on yourself, I would say. <laughs> she has great curly hair. <laughs> she has great curly hair, just like you do. What is, what is your impression of them as representatives of your of your industry? Yeah, well, first of all, I you know having women you know be leaders, um, you know it's very good. I think all companies, you know, are trying to get more women, uh, you know, in, in the workforce and at you know more executive level positions. So, I like the authority that that they particularly have, and. Uh, it's a nice mix to have a European as well as the U.S. because most companies, um, you know, are global and do business globally. Um, and, and there's different laws, you know, in, in all the countries. So it's a really good representation, I think. So I know one of the big changes in the privacy industry is that, at least for Europe, uh, GDPR is the is the rule of the day. So how has that changed things in the privacy landscape? Well, uh, I think it's made it more visible, honestly. And now companies are going to have to, you know, do things a little bit uh, more deliberately. Keep documentation, training uh, is definitely a big one, as well as understanding all the personal information data flows. So I. It's really just bringing a lot of privacy laws even further to companies. So attention. the issues, with the issues that have always been there, it's just that now they're having to pay attention. They're being forced to pay attention to it a little more closely. Yes, and there's you know huge penalties for companies um, that you know uh, are going to be potentially up to four percent of worldwide revenue, which you know for someone like Intel could be in the billions of dollars. 4% of worldwide revenue if you run afoul of the GDPR rules? If you have a privacy breach, it could, wow. if you could it could get up wow. to that much. Yeah. So So restricted intelligence privacy is a bargain in terms of cost. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we hope so. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. Okay, well that makes mm-hmm. sense. So mm-hmm. so uh, training is a big part of that. Like yes. they're going to look if there's something goes afoul, they're going to look and say how much did you do to try to avoid this? That's part of the questions that they're yes. going to ask. Yes, what does your training look like, especially for the people that are handling, uh, collecting, using, sharing personal information? They'll, they'll go back and, and look at what kind of programs you have. Wow. So it's not necessarily the solution. It's just the great big pointer finger going, hey, pay attention to this. Yes. <laughs> because if you let it go, well, it's going to hurt. You know, it, it could always have hurt your company if there were privacy problems. Correct. But now there's a whole nother level of seriousness about it. Yes. It's uh, kind of the game changer for privacy law. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so that was Meredith Leach at Intel talking about working with us on the privacy series, uh, Restricted Intelligence Privacy Edition. What I noticed, Rob, with you talking to her is you, you kind of went into radio DJ mode. It was like late and live with Rob McCollum. What, Hello, what was that yeah, about? so great. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I just, sitting here with... <laughs> well, that's what I was doing an interview this with, with you. I don't care, but she's an actual client. I want to sound like a grown-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want your own show. Uh, totally. Want, I'm so. ready. And if there are sponsorship available <laughs> options out there, I'm happy to sit down with any of your companies uh, yeah, and, yeah. and make this happen. So that was our partner, uh, Meredith at Intel. Um, let's move on to our other partner in this edition. Uh, and that was somebody we've been working with for a couple of years now, but we haven't had the opportunity to talk to them in this way. Uh, and that is Philip 66 in Houston. Yeah, you mentioned they were one of the first folks that came in and wanted to do a collaboration, a partnership with us in this way, uh, kind of a joint production. Um, before Tuesdays with Bernie existed, uh, we only had restricted intelligence, and uh, and Philip 66 came to us and said, we love the idea of restricted intelligence, but do you have anything that covers compliance with respect to you know ethical business? Uh, and that kind of thing, covering things like bribery and corruption and international trading and that kind of thing. Um, and we didn't. And we hadn't. We knew it was a thing. We knew it was an area, but we hadn't really researched it. And it's been going really well. And we've gotten a great response from employees uh, over the, the now three years that they've been uh, utilizing this project. But we have not ever heard from the the true higher-ups to see what they thought in terms of what their expectations were and how well those were delivered upon. Yeah, the nice thing about being in Houston and filming the latest project in Houston at their offices is that you get to meet people who have seen the series. And when you're walking around the building with a couple of the lead actors, if you like, the stars from the series, I was astonished to, to see how they would just stop you and say, is there any way I could get a selfie with them? You know, and it was like real fanboy behavior. It was fantastic. So uh, let's uh, move into this interview. This was um, an opportunity I had to talk to uh, Doug Walter and Anne Oglesby at Philip 66, um, who are uh, responsible for uh, largely, certainly more recently, bringing these products to bear. And actually what's really handy is that they are the experts in this area in compliance generally. And so we had on tap a fantastic resource where we could ask anything uh, and they would always have the answer to hand or they knew where to get it. Uh, so it's been a fantastic relationship. Uh, also including Tim Gray, I wanna do a shout out to Tim Gray. Yes, Tim Gray was the hero that fought through all of the madness of trying to do a major video production in the middle of a giant corporate entity just weeks after a huge hurricane. So shout out to Tim. Let's go now to Houston and hear your conversation with Doug and Ann. We have an extremely high standard. Our standard is everybody does absolutely the right thing every day for their entire career. And that makes a lot of sense, but we can't get, be complacent about meeting that standard. That is a lot of data over many, many people over entire careers. So in order to do that, we have to, um, we can't look over the shoulder of every single person every day. People have to have to have the right culture and they've got to want to learn these details. They need to know what these regulations are and they have to be motivated to do the right thing every day. Historically, our approach to training has been 
what what most compliance professionals would would term the traditional um, communication methods, computer-based training, clicking through your computer screen, um, being frustrated that you can't click through the screens fast enough, um, with a quiz at the end. With every new idea, there's always mixed opinions. Um, so there were mixed opinions, both on the use of comedy, both on the idea that you could cover complex subjects in, in three or four minute video. Um, um, so we did our research. We understood about um, learning and retention and awareness. Um, it seemed like a, a good opportunity. Um, we had experimented with comedy before, so another piece of advice what I would say is, is use leverage professionals. Um, we all may have different views of our own um, comedic skills, but most of us aren't professionals in that regard. Um, so um, so that, was, that was something that um, was important to the success of Tuesdays with Bernie. Um, but um, so that, I mean, at the end of the day, it was, um, it was based in sound research. Um, it, um, it was supplemental to what we were already doing. Um, obviously, we did it in, in good taste in a way that made sense for our culture. People, individuals, not just our employees, but individuals are becoming much more um, uh, comfortable and attuned to the soundbite. And the 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 forty five minute computer um, based training doesn't connect with with just the quick reminder email in a format that is engaging. At the end of the day, we're all human beings. We're the company is made up of people executing important activities every day, and um, but it's not black and white paper you know, a text on a paper. So Tuesdays with Bernie gives you an opportunity to let the human beings relate and see um, scenarios that they would live out and, um, and to relate to those. So um, it's an automatic affinity uh, with, with real, what feels like real people in real situations. Um, the other thing that it does is because we um, deliver it on a regular cadence, monthly, and these short, digestible um, uh, videos, um, it allows us to keep a regular cadence of awareness on the key issues, as opposed to a, a multi-hour, one-time-a-year training course. As a compliance group, we've been, we've been thrilled with the results of uh, the Tuesdays with Bernie videos and the, the awareness um, uh, communication campaigns. Uh, employees are engaged. They, they unsolicited reach out to, to me, to colleagues in, in my group, to colleagues in business compliance. Um, you hear and, and compliment the, the series and the training programs. Um, you hear employees talking uh, in the lunchroom. I can't tell you how many times I've been down in the cafeteria sitting next to a table of, of employees and hear them talking about one of the recent Tuesdays. Did you see what Bernie did or did you see what Simon did? Um, it's, it's fantastic. Well, of course, the easy thing to measure is viewership. So we can, we can measure um, how many people that are receiving the video links are actually watching them. Um, 
we have about 2,400 is the size of our target audience, and those are the people in our organization that face the market. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's well over half of those, 50 to 60% of those people are, are watching the video. But probably more impressive around that is it's voluntary. It's not mandatory that they watch those. And once they click on it, you know, 75% of them are watching the whole thing. The other thing that we can measure is the feedback that we get. Now, granted, that's somewhat anecdotal, but when we look at emails, when we look at um, uh, the feedback, such as myself when I came into the job of going and having meetings with my client base and asking them explicitly, um, 100% of that feedback has been positive. So, uh, you know, I, I looked for the negative. I haven't found it. Uh, in addition, um, some of our managers show videos during uh, staff meetings to highlight a, a point or two. So from the mid-manager mid level to the employee on the ground level, we've had fantastic feedback. Um, from the senior management level, um, I think they're impressed that we're engaging, and the feedback I've heard is, is that, that they're pleased that we're engaging our employees in a new and different format that they've heard good things about from their business people. The feedback we've received has covered all levels of the organization, and it's, uh, we've been very pleased with it. Really great. That was Doug Walter and Ann Oglesby from Phillips 66 talking to us in Houston there as we began and now have finished production of Tuesdays with Bernie. And we thank them both very much for sitting down and talking with us about the process. I was really excited yeah. with Tuesdays with Bernie, the newest seasons. Oh, yeah. The stories are fantastic. And it's kind of grown up because um, there are a couple of spoiler, spoiler alert things here. I don't really want to blow it, really. But I think... Suffice to say that he still manages to with Simon, so uh, I'll let you work out. <laughs> when you see it, you'll find out. Um, and, um, and there's a fantastic. Yeah, some um, great new characters. We got to expand the universe a little bit, bring it to the United States, which was a, a challenge from a writing standpoint, but also ended up with some great things that came out of that and some fantastic new characters. You're going to love meeting oh, yeah. Trent. You're going to love meeting Trent in Tuesdays with Bernie. Trent and the llamas. Yeah, definitely. Speaking um, of new characters, we got a whole batch of new characters that we added to the Twist and Shout character family with our healthcare series shot oh, in a hospital yeah. in Phoenix this summer, which is exactly as hot as it sounded. Uh, yep. Yeah, <laughs> really, really hot. But the... The characters are great. The stories are great. If you work in a hospital or you know somebody that works in a hospital and have had to sit through tedious and boring <laughs> HIPAA training, Twist and Shout comes to the rescue because we have a great new series that you can provide to your healthcare and uh, medical personnel. And I'm really excited about this because there really, really isn't anything like this in the HIPAA universe yet. And when it gets launched early 2018, uh, I, I just can't wait. Speaking of early 2018, there's another very exciting event coming up. And I have to say congratulations, Mr. Shields, on 25 nah. years of Twist and Shout. <laughs> yeah, you don't get that for murder these days. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will. I will. I can say that again more loudly if you need to. But congratulations, Jim, on twenty-five. It's been twenty-five years. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. Yeah. So okay. So I'm older than I ever <laughs> intended to get. Okay. Okay. Um, yes, we are twenty-five years old in January. Uh, Twist and Shout Communications was born twenty-five years ago, and uh, and it's been a journey. Right. Okay. I think that's all we have time for. All right, so that's it for this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Quick recap. Watch for healthcare coming soon. Watch for Tuesdays with Bernie. Compliance and ethics coming soon. Seasons five and six. And happy 25th to Twist and Shout. Thanks so much for everybody that took part in our interviews. Meredith and Doug and Anne and Jim, congratulations on 25 years. Thank you, sir. See you next time. <laughs>